You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to Jamie D and Big Newt. We come at you every week talking everything Buffalo Bills. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton. And we are ready to launch the 2022 season. How are you feeling, Big Newt? Man, I'm feeling awesome, brother, man. We got two days left, and we're playing Thursday night, man. NFL football week one, and we kick it off. How far have the Bills come under the McBean regime that the Bills are considered the the, the premium team to put in prime time. Like, are you kidding me right now? And we're two and a half point favorites, man. They're gonna be hoisting their banners, giving out Super Bowl rings. Von Miller will probably get his. I mean, it's gonna be electric, man. And you know, Bills Mafia, I'm sure from what I'm reading on Twitter. We're going to take over L.A., you know, all they got with all that big money flying out there and got private jets and stuff. And going, <laughs> I saw one thing on Twitter, they, uh, one of the pregame parties, they got all these pallets and cases and truckloads of the best blue coming in. So, yeah, it's, Bill's Mafia is going to be in full effect, man. So it's going to be crazy, man. But, yeah, it, it feels good to be favored. A lot of people talking about us winning the Super Bowl, odds on favorites, all that. I mean, it's a, once again, we can't talk about it enough, man. It's a far cry from where we came from, man, just a few years ago, man. We were always talking about who we going to draft this time of year. Speaking of the Bills being favored, I, I wanted to point something interesting out, which is Chris Mortensen had a tweet where he basically said that he was looking at one of those computer programs that ran the season 20,000 times, and the Bills – Won the Super Bowl 6.1% of the time, which was the most of any team. But that also means that the Bills lost 94% of the time or didn't win the Super Bowl 94% of the time. And I was speaking to a Bills fan last week and I said, hey, what do you put the Bills odds of winning the Super Bowl at? He's like, ah, 50-50. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) 50-50? Are we we a little too optimistic about this season? Well, whenever you have hope, hope brings optimism. So, I mean, I get it. We've talked about this last year and I still feel the same. After we lost to the Chiefs, Everybody was bummed and oh man, we we we're supposed this is supposed to be our year. The way I look at it is, as long as you're in contention, then that's all I can ask for, you know. Because Tom mm-hmm. Brady's still there, Aaron Rodgers still there. Like as long as you're mentioned with those people, then I, I'm cool with it. Because I just feel like once again, it might not be this year. It could be next year. It all depends on how things fall, how your schedule fall, how you avoid injuries. We lost Jadavious White, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we lost one of the best corners in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have him, 
how, how do we know how that turns out? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It, I wasn't heartbroken. I mean, it was a great game. We just came up short. Uh, but the fact that we're right back there this year and people thinking we're going to do it this year, I, I have no problem with it. As long as we're in contention, I just feel like Josh Allen, if he plays 10 years, I feel like you're going to win one. So I'm just going to sit back and eat my popcorn and, and wait for it. Yes. And the point I've made so many times is that so much can go wrong. Look no farther than the Green Bay Packers, who have been the number one seed in the NFC the past right. three seasons, and they right. haven't made it to the Super Bowl. And that's just because it's it's a game of inches, but also it's a game of detail. So what can go wrong? Say you're in a close game and one of your what one of your blockers on the punt team, you're punting the ball, one of the people who's blocking on the line of scrimmage gets slightly confused about what their assignment is. And they block the wrong guy. Somebody sneaks through, blocks the punt, you know, return it for six. It's a small little mistake, but that can end your season. Anything can go wrong in the playoffs is basically my point. Right. Right. And you got to realize last year where we lost six games Mm -hmm. and then five of them was within like one score. Yes. And so everybody's going, it's what you said, it's details. It's like one play here, one play there. Maybe we can win. You know what I'm saying? So, like like I said, everybody blames Sean McDermott, and we knew from year one uh, he's a fiery guy, but, I mean, he was a first-time head coach. He made mistakes, and he's Mm -hmm. learning on the job, and he said it. You know, he was very honest about it, and we could see it. We just hope that as he experience is a great educator. So as he get more experience and hopefully those one score games go our way a little bit more often, you know, mm-hmm. but like you said, you made the perfect point about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest passers our league has ever seen, whether you like him or not, the numbers bear it out. Like yep. he's one of the best passers in our league history. And what does he have? He has one. He has one. He has one Super Bowl. Yeah. He has won. So, I mean, to me, just being in contention, that that makes me feel good every day. Like, once again, the Notre Dame game, I don't know if you watched any college football this weekend, but um, I knew we weren't going to beat Ohio State. I of knew, course. You know what I'm saying? But I just wanted a good game, and we did. We, we The defense played well, held up. Eventually, our offense couldn't move the ball that well against a very good defense and a very well-coached team. Um, but to go into the number two ranked uh, team in the country week one with a first time starter quarterback, that's asking a lot. But they it, fought, so I they did, and, and you know, and it was a commendable score. I mean, twenty one ten, like that's not a blowout. That's a normal game, right there. Right. That's you know a team that belongs on the same field. Yeah, just don't get blown out. So I mean. Um, but I knew we weren't going to win that game. And then watching Clemson, like we also played Clemson this year, uh, watching Clemson last night, they look impressive. We also got USC. So we got a couple tough matchups. So, I mean, just keep getting better and hope for the best. It's not going to be a championship year, I don't think, but maybe the following year will be. Okay. So let us talk about the Bills matchup against the Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams. There are 
going to be some interesting matchups because let's face it, the Rams would not have won the Super Bowl unless they were a really good team, and they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's let's be honest: the combination of Les Snead at general manager and Sean McVay at head coach is going to be a successful tandem for a long time. These guys are good at what mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. And the first place I want to look is at the Rams wide receivers against the Bills secondary. Does does that give you does that give you any concern at all? Because we're we're talking about Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, and Van Jefferson. Cooper Cup, one of the best players in the NFL last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we've got a minimum of one rookie that's going to be seeing the field. Does that does that concern you? Um, if Odell Beckham was there, it probably would more. Uh, Cooper Cup, best receiver in football last year. Um, but it's hard to judge the secondary in, in a vacuum. So are we getting a pass rush on Stafford and, we, and we're having him uh, make quick decisions and quick throws? Or is he back there just patting the ball and able to do what he wants? I think that's different. If well, you're asking young guys to run with these dudes for four or five seconds, then we're going to be in trouble. But well, sure. But if you're getting the ball out quickly, three yards, and we just got to make the tackle, then I feel a lot better about it. So the Rams typically run 11 personnel, which is one tight end, one running back. So they have three receivers on the field. Cooper Cup is a slot receiver. He had 145 receptions for over 1,900 yards last year, averaging 13 yards a reception. So he wasn't just like a dump-off guy. It was, I mean, he was running routes downfield. Luckily, Taron Johnson is probably going to be the one who matches up with him. But that leaves either Allen Robinson or uh, Van Jefferson Jefferson. matched up against, it looks like Kyir Elam is going to be starting. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't love that matchup. I don't love the matchup of one of those guys on a rookie who didn't who didn't really set himself apart in camp, that being Kyer Elam. Mm-hmm. I agree. And plus, like I said, you, you don't want to have him out there four or five seconds because we know he's susceptible to going back to having the grabbies. Yes. So, um yeah, so hopefully our rush could get to him and then he, he won't have to hold up that long. But I agree. I mean, that could be cause for concern. Yeah. So let's talk about that pass rush. The Rams have a new left tackle, all-world left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. He retired after the Rams won because why the hell wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. So they bring in a guy named Joe Noteboom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A guy named. A guy named Joe Noteboom. And he's going to be matched up against Von Miller. Oh, Lord. I, You know, 10 out of 10 times, I want Von Miller matched up against a guy named Joe Noteboom. Yeah, but it's not going to be that simple. No, it's not. They're, it? they're very they're very familiar with Von Miller coming over from the Rams last year. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to have guys chipping, tight ends chipping. They're going to have running backs chipping. 
they're going to give him special attention. So just to say that he's going one-on-one against that boy, nope, boom, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, I wish it happened, but I, I don't see that happening. So they're going to give him extra attention. But with them giving him extra attention, I can see guys like Ed Oliver, okay, mm-hmm. Um, having a good game, and uh, hopefully Greg Rousseau could take advantage of single coverages on the backside too. So, I'm interested to see the growth in Gregory Rousseau this year. Greg Rousseau was a guy who came out pretty hot. Maybe he slowed down a little bit over the course of the year when it came to pass rushing, but he was fantastic as a run defender. and that, There's really no denying that. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see how they're going to use him also because I can also see them moving him to defensive tackle on passing downs which is something they really didn't do last year but you know maybe that's something that they're going to look at this year yeah I can see that he has the length and the size to be able to kick inside um, and get more pressure or pass rush uh, on third and long situations so hopefully we do see that that'll be a nice wrinkle and um while we're talking about defensive linemen, we have to talk about the Rams' defensive line. There's one player in particular. Who would you think I'm talking about? <laughs> Leonard, uh, Leonard Floyd? Oh, of course. Greg Gaines. No. One of those guys? No. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Donald might be the best player in football. He was voted the best player in football last year. I don't remember yeah, again, it seems year. like the Aaron Donald award at this yeah. point. Well, this year he was this year on the top 100. Tom Brady was number one. I don't remember once we didn't talk about this last week either. I, I had it in my notes, but we didn't get to it. Um, but Josh Allen was number 13. He filled the 13 mm-hmm. in the top 100 players voting, which I thought was, that was crazy. He should have been in the top five. So he was a little low. So, needless to say, I think he was number, what, 8, 9, 10 last year. And so, you dropped five spots, and I was like, get out of here. So, I turned it off. I don't even know. I, I know Tom Brady got number one because everybody was talking about it on Twitter, but I don't know what Aaron, Aaron Donald got. But, anywho, he was uh, – he's one of the uh, best players in football, man. And so, like we talked about with Von Miller, we wanted to give extra attention in our interior with a player like that and uh, scheme against him. Um, run away from them, have guys doubling. You might have to leave linebackers alone, stay with them instead of chipping and going up to the second level. So, mm-hmm. um, because if you don't, you single, if you single him, then he's going to be in our backfield all day. And they're willing to move their defensive line around a little bit. I would not be surprised to see uh, Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd lining up against the the right side of the Bills' offensive line. To see what um, to see see what Spencer Brown and Ryan Bates can do. I mean, Spencer Brown, he started off well, but he really is played diminished over the course of the season. He's been injured. I want to put my best pass rushers in front of that guy and, and see how he's moving at this point. Because having sat out the entire preseason, I wonder if he's going to be rusty. And maybe that's something you can speak to. I am worried that the Bills starters haven't seen enough game action in the preseason. Now, during the preseason, I don't want them out there because I don't want them injured. But then once the season begins, I'm thinking to myself, 
geez, what's the timing going to be? Is, are they going to be ready for the amount of contact? You know, what what do you think? Does that make a difference? I think so. I think so because offensive line, you got to work in unison with each other. Yep. Um, timing, how people step, Ryan Bates and Spencer Brown. I mean, how you all step to each other and then take on double teams. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. That could be an issue. I'm not going to question it. I guess it's one of those things that we're going to just have to see how it plays out Thursday night. But I can see that being an issue. Um, Spencer Brown has been hurt. David Quisenberry was taking first-team reps. And mm-hmm. now Spencer Brown's starting uh, Thursday night, which I was a bit surprised about. You bring in Quisenberry. I think you said that you thought that Brown was going to start over him. But I thought you bringing him in as a free agent, then he would might suppress uh, Spencer Brown. So, um, yeah, that's going to be something to keep our eye on. Uh, but once again, like I tell my team all the time, man, if you got a dynamic runner in the backfield, it makes your O-line look a lot better. So mm. hopefully Singletary uh, picks up where he left off. And uh, I feel like the uh, uh, running back room has healthy competition to where that's going to help raise his uh, level of play. So hopefully he uh, picks up where he left off, left off and they'll make the O-line look better. Yeah, I think the Bills are going to run the ball a lot better this year. Got to be honest, it just seems like the zone blocking is really working for them, and the running backs seem to know how to work with it. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see the best Bills rushing attack that we've seen in years this year. In years? In years, yes. Better than Fred Jackson? No. Um, well here's the thing they could run the ball with Shady McCoy they could run the ball with Fred Jackson but I don't know that their rushing attack was necessarily great I okay at at times they had the number one rushing offense in the NFL but Mm -hmm. we haven't really seen that since McCoy was let go so I would say since McDermott has been here it's been questionable because The Bills' offensive line has been like the island of misfit toys. You've got guys that are road graders, like John Feliciano, who can't move. And then you've got guys like Mitch Morris, whose game is not power at all. His game is moving. So you put those guys next to each other, no matter what you're asking the offensive line to do, somebody is a misfit, It does not belong doing what they're doing. They finally have cohesion on the offensive line where everybody is designed to fit together. These guys are all people who can move their bodies. They can get downfield, and that's what you need for zone blocking. Finally, there's a continuity to the personnel, and I think it's going to pay dividends. Yeah, I know the zone blocking scheme is something you've been trumpeting forever, so now that it looks like we're going to have it, I know you're really going to be enjoying it. (laughs) <laughs> You're going to be getting on here every week talking about zone blocking, man, and offensive line play from a little 125-pound redhead dude, man. I mean, <laughs> dang, that's going to yeah. be funny. Yeah, but I have a beard to prove I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be awesome, man. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think I do too. Um, and talking about running backs, what I caught what surprised with the depth chart that dropped this weekend is uh, Singletary's running back one is Zach Moss. Is also listed as a co-star, and James Cook is uh, third string, but Tywan uh, Jones is obviously fourth. So um, that makes me question, all right, 
how much time or how many carries James Cook is going to get in the third row. Oh, he's maybe going to get four touches in the game, if even. Two to four touches, you think? So that's okay. So how many you think Singletary going to get then? Singletary will probably see, he'll probably get 15 touches. 15 touches. And then Moss? Uh, five. Three and to five. Cook, and then Cook can get four. Two to four, yeah. Okay. Depending on how the game plays out. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Bills... If the Bills are playing catch-up, you're going to see less of Zach right. Moss. Of course, of course. You'll see more James Cook. But I'm very interested to see how the Bills are going to use Cook because we didn't see much of him in the preseason. And something tells me that Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, is cooking something up for him. And they didn't want to put it on tape. That's That could be true. Yeah. Yeah. It just would be disappointing. I mean, looking at the fact that, you know, he's second-round pick, you know, he's third string. It's like, okay, how much are we going to use him? And then it's like, okay, we don't use him much. Let's say Zach Moss come back healthy and look good. We don't use him much. I just feel like that asset could have been used in other places. Even though he was a second rounder, the Bills don't seem to like to use young players. They seem to bury rookies on the depth chart for the first part of the season. Now, I, I know that they don't have that luxury with the cornerbacks, but if Trey White were starting, I still don't think that you would see Kyer Elam starting. I, I think it would still be Dane Jackson. Yeah. They just they don't like playing the rookies. That was a Marv Levy thing, too. I don't know if you remember that. Hmm. But they usually made rookies redshirt for an entire year. Well, I just think it's a situation where you're a good team, then hopefully you have people ahead of you that are better, mm-hmm. not just because you're a rookie. Because my thing, and I understand what you're saying there, but what I would say is could we have gotten a better offensive lineman mm-hmm. than Ryan Bates? In the second round, could we got Mitch Morris's replacement? All right. right. Could we have got a right tackle that's better than Spencer Brown? I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. But it, it, although we're a good team, it, and I know it's always okay, best player available. In their eyes, they felt like James Cook was best player available. And then, like we talked about last week, you like, well. Maybe Singletary is going to walk free agency, and now we got his uh, replacement already in house. Okay, that's that's fine. We got to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to win now, though. Yeah. So it's like I'm trying to. You telling me nobody in the second round was good enough was good enough to help this team this year, you know? And I and I know it. That's not true because I'm going to tell you what. Your boy, the punter, he would have helped us this year. Oh, he's not my boy. <laughs> look, I'm trying to look your boy. Look, I'm trying to associate you with him. Um, he <laughs> Thanks, man. He would have been a weapon. He would have been a weapon this year. Okay, but you know he didn't make good choices, and now you know he's no longer on the team. But um, 
I feel like he would have been a weapon for us. Um, because we got another pass rusher in there that somebody, I mean, I don't know. Could you had draft somebody in the second round that's better than our last two second round picks, AJ Epinesa and Boogie Basham. Yeah, I don't know if you can keep throwing second rounders at that position. At that position, right? Yeah. Is there anything else on the depth chart that is standing out to you? Because to me, it pretty much broke down exactly the way I expected it to. Yeah. Um, besides what we just already talked about. Uh... Yeah. Oh, no, here's something. I, I mean, it, it's at least noteworthy. Quentin Morris being listed as the second teamer. Yes. Over Tommy Sweeney, who's third third string. Yeah. Quit Morris. I, lo- I, I love that. I wonder. I wonder if they're seeing him as a future starter. You think? I, th- I think they must be excited about the guy. Seems like a, a pure, more of a pure pass catcher than a blocker, but. Yeah, I think we're going to need more size there. I think if Dawson Knox walk, we're going to look to replace him with somebody else. I don't know. I mean, it's early. It's early. I mean, maybe Quentin Morris show us something. But you're right. That is telling that he supplanted Tommy Sweeney as number two. And like you said, they like him so much they let O.J. Howard go after bringing him in. So we kicked the tires on him, and he got picked up by the the Houston Texans. Yeah, Yeah, the Houston Texans. So, he. I mean, I think he's going to help them. So, I think so. I'm looking forward to seeing him out on the field. And final question. Do you have a game prediction? Yeah. I think we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> you mean a score? I never do scores. but no. I, mean, I, guess I, uh, I, I, can, I, I could actually see the Bills uh, losing this one just because it's tough to go. It's tough to go into the Super Bowl champs home when they're having their, you know, their celebration and right. handing out their rings and all the rest of it. Uh, that they're going to be really hyped up for that. So I, I I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills lose this one, even though there are no games, according to Las Vegas, where the Bills are not favored this year. So the Bills are favored in every single game coming up. Right, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm just saying, you said you got a prediction. I'm like, yeah, I think Buffalo can win. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I do. I think it's going to be a good game. Um it's not like last year because we did this last year. We opened up with uh, the Steelers, and I was like, yeah, we're going to whoop the Steelers. And then to see the Steelers beat us, that was at home opener. Yep. I was, yeah, I was kind of, I ain't going to say disgusted because, like, I was explaining to Jalen last night, like, NFL, because, no, we were talking about, like, what are you more excited about, uh, Notre Dame opener or the Bills on uh, Thursday night? And I was like, Notre Dame. And he was like, why? And I was like, because NFL, you have 17 games. In my opinion, NFL is three three games equals one game in college. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we could lose one and win the next four, and it don't matter. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, now, if you lose three of the first six, then you kind of in trouble, you know. Um, yeah. So, but, yeah, I, I guess it's kind of like – what is if it's a good game and we just come up short, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? If we win, okay, now I don't mean the Rams ain't gonna be, you know, Super Bowl going to the Super Bowl either, you know. Um, but just look clean, 
that's 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 what I want to see. Just look clean, look the part. Uh, like you said, I would love to see the O line come together and run the ball effectively because that's that's one of the things that everybody say. Oh, they just can't run the ball. That's why they can't win the Super Bowl. I don't want everything to have to hinge on Josh Allen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I want Isaiah McKenzie. We didn't talk about this. Isaiah McKenzie. I want to see, can he give me what Cole Beasley gave me? You know, mm. he's faster. Can he give me yaks? You know, um, that's what I'm going to be more to see. So it ain't really the outcome as much. I think I'm just going to be enjoying watching Buffalo Bills football Thursday night prime time. The whole world's going to be watching. Um and then we'll talk about it next week. But I, I don't see myself being upset unless we just don't look the part and we get blown out. Right. Yeah, and of, I don't see that happening. No, I don't think fans is going to blow nobody out. I, so. I suggest no matter what happens, fans don't get too high or too low. Mm-hmm. But you it know, does, it would feel good, though, to win on Thursday and then you could just enjoy the weekend. And Sunday you can watch NFL games and everybody be gushing over you. No. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Yes, it will. It would be fun. So wrap us up, buddy. All right, Bills Mafia, man. Let's get this one. Week one. One and no. Hey, hey. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks. It can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com slash Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com slash flagship. This is a paid advertisement.